Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today, I'm joined by a guest who has helped me by spelling out how to pronounce her name. So I'm going to try and do it justice, listeners. And that is Harley Evelyn. And she is featured in Time magazine and USA Today and Good Morning America. She is a transformational wealth coach speaker and writer who helps women clear their old patterns and beliefs so they can call in the financial power that brings them freedom. Clearing the past experience of money makes it possible for her clients to cross the bridge to money's future, which Hallie sees their birthright of wealth as well as in decentralised finance and crypto currency. She's got over 30 years of business experience in software, real estate, film production and travel and there is so much more that I know that's in the bio that we're going to talk about. But I want to just mention the the final paragraph here because it says uh, after her awakening in Egypt, uh, Hallie wrote the spiritual travel memoir Red Goddess Rising which tells that story and all about the subsequent trips that she's led up the Nile for over a decade. She's a former blogger for the Huffington Post, so we're in good company, and he's also the author of A Hundred Ways to Be in Joy, and her latest book, which I'm sure we're going to hear more about in today's episode, Nutri Glamorous, How to Be Beautiful Inside and Out. Welcome to today's podcast. It's great to have you with us. Wow, you did that so much justice. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here drinking my coffee. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and let's get straight into that question because I know we're going to be talking so much more about the things that I've mentioned in the bio. So let's let's get the coffee bit out of the way. Tell us a little bit about the coffee you're drinking and tell us about the mug that you're drinking it in as well. Oh, <laughs> I brought this mug on purpose. This was my prototype for my... Um, my podcast, my own podcast and, and YouTube show, Goddess of Crypto. Um, and I'll first I'll tell you what's in it. And that is I'm drinking uh, black coffee and uh, it has a collagen powder in it that is flavored with uh, cinnamon and a clove and maca powder. And it's very energizing. It's good for my skin. And it gets me through the bump because I've been fasting uh, 16 hours a day. I do like a 16 hours off and eight hours on. Supposedly that's good for people of a certain age. And I've gotten <laughs> to that age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you and me both. So I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm trying it. I, I'm, uh, I've been fasting like this for about three weeks. I don't usually eat until around noon. And so this is my, you know, my quote unquote breakfast. And I'm normally a, like... My favorite coffee drink is like a good latte or a cafe au lait. I um, mentioned that my my mother has lived in London since I was seven. And so I grew up spending a lot of time in Europe. 
And I was drinking cafe au lait when I was like seven or eight years old. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was more au lait than there was cafe, but that's okay. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I, so I really like a very kind of milky latte and, and I don't get it. And I am always like, oh, I really miss my milk. But with my collagen face powder, I'm a very happy camper. And the, um, the, it's, this says goddess of crypto because this yeah. is the, this is my podcast and YouTube show. I, I, we are actually launching season two today, the day that wow, we're filming. Congratulations. So I'm, thanks. I'm so excited. Um, the show is by women for women. As you could hear from my bio, I do a lot of work helping women to kind of unblock their money stories and, yeah. um, and people, I mean, I say women, but the thing is there, there's a, there's a need for women to have a, a focused place that's paying attention to them. I don't think it's that men are against women in any way. I just think that men are so busy living their own lives and experiences. They, there sometimes isn't room for women. I was at a show, um, a funding show, like to create, uh, you know, uh, venture capital funds. And there were 2,500 people in the room and about maybe 15% of them were women. And they had a very famous speaker on and they asked for the audience questions and people came and stood in long lines. Well, the lines were so long, they didn't get to a single woman and they asked questions oh, for such a 45 minutes. Yeah, and I, I noticed that most of the men in the room didn't. And so I feel like there's, you know, the, the thing that we, that, you know, that I'm looking for is to help women to understand that they have a birthright of wealth too. It's not that men don't, it's that women haven't been, you know, that hasn't been welcomed in for them. And so Goddess of Crypto is, I, I only interview women. It's aimed at a female audience, speaks in very plain English about topics like cryptocurrency and what I call the new energy of money. And it's just a very, um, it, it's, a, it's a topic that we're just now getting the right to discuss. Um, yeah. Can I ask Simon, how old are you? Uh, I am 55. Okay, so we're about the same age. And yep. um, I don't know if you know this, but it was 1974. So in our lifetimes that women, at least in America, had the right to have their own bank accounts, their own oh, credit cards, and their own mortgages. And I believe in England, because I looked this up, it was around that same time, some stuff sooner, some stuff actually yeah. later. Um, so it's it's been less than 50 years that women didn't have to go to their fathers or their husbands for you know permission to do anything involving money but don't don't you think uh, and I'll, I'll cover two things on that but you know i think you're absolutely right and to mention that date because you know i remember 1975 you know, i went on a school trip i remember in 1975 and we had such a great summer here in the uk in 76 so yeah, when you mention things like the, you know the freedom to have your own bank account, your home mortgage, we I think most of us listening to this will think now that's got to be like 150 years ago. That's got sure. to be 1800 and something. But you know, in reality, it is very very recently in history, very very recent, is it? And that we we forget that, don't we? And we I think the fact that we forget it doesn't mean that it didn't happen, but it, it sort of tunes us out to it a little bit as well. And it almost doesn't have the impact that it should have, that it wasn't that long ago. Is that something that people still connect with? Oh, you are so right. And I, I mean, when I tell somebody in a younger generation than me, 
most of them don't know, you know, unless you yeah. live through it, it's, it's not important. It's just, oh, this is the, you know, this is what is now. So what difference does it make? Well, it makes a lot of difference because a lot of people are still, you know, they grew up with not having that right, or they were, um, their parents grew up not having that right and passed on those same kind of legacy stories, legacy fears, legacy, yeah. um, you know, being made smaller um, to their kids, to their grandkids. I, I like to say that, you know, if you believe in past lives, you can think of it like, oh, you know, we had past lives like this. If you don't, though, it's just your it's legacy stuff. It's this yeah. was inherited from your grandparents, your great grandparents, your parents. And, and it's just now changing. So the generation that's growing up now, they're really the ones who are less tainted by those old stories. But I think it's very important that we just are aware, you know, yeah. and, and that we, we give ourselves permission to have it that be okay. We give ourselves permission to be very kind to ourselves and to understand that that might be running underneath of our money ceilings, our staying in poverty consciousness, our staying in middle class consciousness. It's just, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're, we're up against something that's basically a 3000 year old legacy. So that's what I do, why I do what I'm doing. Yeah. Now. And, and credit to you for it, because you know, I think there's, there's two things that came to mind as you were talking there is that regression is sometimes too easy to occur again. And we have to be aware of that, don't we? Because, you know, it wouldn't need much of a change in world politics or a shift in behaviours uh, to actually uh, regress back in some way, in many ways. But also we have to remember that in this is we're very privileged here in the UK and, and in the United States to be able to say that happened in 1975. For some countries in the world, that hap hasn't happened yet. You're absolutely yeah. right. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we've had some great podcast guests on that have talked about parts of the world that they've lived in, where they live in a very, very different way of treatment between the sexes and the discrimination between ages uh, and beliefs as well. But, you know, that we have to remember that we are not the majority sometimes. You know, there are other countries that are still out there fighting these battles as well. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I lead tours, as you mentioned, all over mm. the world. And Egypt is really my wheelhouse. I just got back from my 31st trip there. Wow. Um, but when I was there in, I think it was 2019, because I was there just, um, or no, 2020, because I was there a couple months before we, you know, the country shut or the world shut down. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and women were so excited one day and sharing this video. And I'm like, what are you guys looking at? And these Egyptian women came over to me and they showed me, they were so excited because in the UAE, uh, the United Arab Emirates, that day women had been granted the privilege of driving. And I was yes. like, I'm, I'm sorry, what, what? Do you, you, do you know what year this is? And, but sure enough, it was 2020 and women could drive in the UAE. So yeah, we really do forget. And you know, to your earlier point, um, or your previous point, the um, we are getting back to the way things were. There's such a, a, a backlash of the freedom that women have been celebrating as we've been getting more and more equality. 
um, you know, we are seeing this whole idea of cancel culture, you know, now we're canceling drag queens in the United States. Now we're yeah. canceling, you know, people who are like, we are trying to really roll hard back against um, the, uh, um, the legal right to marry somebody of the same sex. And um, we are also, you know, we've just repealed uh, Roe versus Wade, which I mean, I didn't think oh. that was ever going to happen, but here we are. And, you mm -hmm. know, it looks like 1956 all over again. So, uh, you know, the, we, we yeah. are just very, very close to that. You know, there's a, there's a lot of fear of, um, you know, the, the handmaid's tale kind of coming to life. I don't think that's very realistic, but I do think that we are in a, um, we're in a difficult time right now. And, and the point of this for me is, it, we have to remember to be very, very kind to each other right now. A yeah. lot of people are going through hidden things that they are not sharing with the world, but it's showing up in depression. It's showing up in fear. It's showing up in, um, you know, people just kind of snapping. So you have to really be extra kind to everybody because you're not seeing what they're going through. You're not seeing how their families are being affected or how they're being affected. No. And of course, you know, you say about snapping, we're not just seeing people in their mid-twenties to later years snapping. We're seeing young children snapping, you know, young teenagers, you know, people nine, ten years old. You know, we've just you know, had a case over here, very sadly, where, you know, some very young people have you know, been charged with murder and they've been charged as adults because it was so, so bad what they did. You know, they said this could only have been done by an adult in mind even though they're so young in their physical bodies. But I just want to move on to something, because uh, I think everything you said there is very important, but there is a, a very different set of ways of thinking. And I know your latest programs are about using powerful shifts of thinking. And you know we can have very negative shifts of thinking, which cause regression, which cause some of the things you've just mentioned. But there are ways that we can change our way of thinking so that we can feel, behave uh, better, particularly regards to, to wealth. Tell us a little bit about what you've been working on most recently and perhaps a little insight into the latest book uh, about that shift in behavior and shift in thinking. Well, I think that all of this stuff ties in really beautifully together. So thank you for that. Um, the the thing that we have to do first is to give ourselves permission, permission to show up the way that we are fully. I think when people do bad things, when people commit crimes, when people are um, in just even in a negative space, hmm. it's because they're they're being um, kind of choked in a way. They're their natural tendencies like we're all very intuitive and kids especially are very intuitive and as we grow up that kind of gets usually not always but often it gets kind of shoved out of us by well-meaning people um, who say things like you know it's not okay to have an imaginary friend or it's not okay for you know no you didn't see that thing that you thought that you saw or no you're it's not okay for you to be very sensitive or stop crying or any of that stuff. And then we walk into our adulthood kind of all tamped down and that tends to leak out around the edges. So 
I would say that the most important gift that we can give ourselves other than being kind to ourselves, which is actually a part of this, is to give ourselves permission. We want to sit down and kind of take inventory regularly. And when I say regularly, I mean, do it once and then think in terms of doing it like once a quarter or certainly once a year, you know, the beginning of the year is a good time to do that instead of creating empty resolutions, sit down and give yourself like an assessment of how's it going? How is my life going? Am I living my dreams? Am I choosing my dreams? Am I choosing myself? If I'm not choosing myself, is there something in the greater good, what I call like the highest and best good? In other words, is it something that God or whatever my version of God looks like would, you know, is that what what that higher power wants from my life? Because we're all being called to something greater all the time. The question is, are you going to go? Yeah. And what what is it that you see in the in the women that you talk to and the women that you work with that gives them that shift from being paralyzed in the now of where they are to having that freedom to make those better choices i love the way you said it am i choosing myself yeah how how do people step into that freedom of making that choice to be themselves and choose the myself that I want to be? Because I think men are very very blinkered, and you said this right at the beginning. Yeah, we're we're like the ponies on the traps. You know, we wear these little blinkers at the side, and it's not because we're not seeing, and we'd love to see to the side. Trust me, but we have these blinkers on, and we're just we're just taught to look forward, aren't we? Very often. But but what do you what do you see in the women that helps clear those old patterns out? Oh my gosh, this is such a great question. I don't get to answer it often enough on podcasts because (laughs) I think it's something everybody in the whole world should know. So here's what doesn't work for women. Put yourself first. No, women are taught there's no I in team. Women are taught, you know, put everyone else first. Your family comes first. Your husband comes first. Your work comes first. We're, you know, you're here as the support network for everybody else. Women are taught that from the time that we're little girls. And while the Me Too movement may have happened, and while we may now have access to our own cash, there's still a lot of shifts that have to happen in society before women get the chance to really show up as men are, which is, you know, blinkered. A woman, if a woman is too focused, they say she's too demanding or she's a bitch. Excuse my French. And um, I think that that's, I mean, that's crazy to me, but it's it, but you, you actually, they've done studies where you'd like, you line up the same words and it's said about a man versus it's said about a woman. And then they're asked like, well, what feelings come up? And the answers are, of course, very much along like societal lines. So here's something. And actually, this was a gift from the universe because it, it happened when I was working with a client very early on. And I have shared this many, many times since then. When you plant a garden, you can raise that crop and then you can share your harvest. But what if when you plant a garden, you also go next door, you plant your neighbor's garden on the left, then you plant your neighbor's garden on the right. And then you spend all your time weeding your neighbor's gardens, watering your neighbor's gardens, growing your neighbor's gardens. What happens to your garden? But what happens instead, when you tend your own garden first, you actually have more harvest to share with everyone else. And when I've shared that analogy with women, they can get behind that. 
they understand that by tending to their own garden first, they will be able to provide so much more. I mean, you know, anybody who's ever grown zucchini knows that you end up with more than you can possibly share. You know, I live in Miami, it's mango season right now. We have a oh, tiny great. mango tree. We will have enough mangoes to share with our neighbors. What if I didn't plant that mango tree because I'm too busy over at the neighbor's house making sure their mango tree doesn't have a disease? It's it, that principle is something that women can really get behind. And the idea that women, because they're nurturers, because they're caretakers, the idea that you have enough harvest to share with and everybody fits right in. So we're not like I, I never think in terms of shifting your brain from the perspective of I want your brain to be quashed in any way. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for you to make friends with your brain, for you to make yeah. friends with that voice so that it stops telling you you're wrong and starts helping you to live a better life. And the way to do that is not to, you know, smack it on the head with something that doesn't work. Rather, it's to find a way that does work. And so when I when I talk to women, I find that sharing that really helps. And then the other thing is, you know, the concept of a wheel. Wheels roll, right? And yeah. wheels have spokes on them often. And so with um, with women, I'll say like, you know, what are the spokes on your wheel? Okay, work, um, elderly parents, kids, um, my pets, um, a particularly annoying person in my life. It, they get this long list and it's each one is the spoke on the wheel then the last spoke, sometimes the one that they're like, oh yeah, I forgot, is self-care. And that tends to be very neglected or, or, or non-existent. But if you think in terms of a wheel, the, the woman is actually the center, we all are, we're the centers of our own wheels. And when that center is wobbly, the wheel doesn't roll right, all the spokes get all kind of messed yeah. up. And again, when you talk in terms of that analogy, that's something everybody's like, oh, yeah, I can totally get behind that. But if you think in terms of, um, hey, put yourself at the center of the wheel, the first thing a woman is going to say is, nope, can't do that. Yeah. But if I, if I share that analogy with her, like, oh, the center of the wheel is, is if it's wobbly, you're, it's, the wheel's not going to roll yeah. right. Oh, now we have a new perspective. And, and I think as well to share with the listeners, and I recognize this um, not just in women, but in business owners, because, you know, I always have a phrase in business, you know, that we we should pay ourselves first because as business owners, we need to be in a healthy, good state to be able to look after our business and look after our employees. And, exactly. you know, um, I, I always love when the air stewardesses do the flight safety briefing. And they your say, mask, uh, put your own mask on mask. first. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. for, for many of us, uh, Halle, as well, is that we feel that that is selfish. We're actually being able to look after more people because we've looked after ourselves is the most selfless act that we can do. By putting that mask on, we will have so much more time to save many more people than if we didn't and we try to hold our breath and just save the one and it's the same yeah. in everything we do isn't it you know when we look after that wheel when we look after that spoke we're not being selfish and i think you know listeners you've got to think that it's not being selfish it's actually doing it so you can be more selfless and be more contributing 
to the people that are around you, including yourself. You know, everybody win-wins, don't they? Absolutely. And here's a really good business owner uh, analogy for you. Mm. Every business owner lives off of their cell phone, right? That cell phone is the cornerstone of their business. Without it, 99% of them wouldn't be able to function. So imagine that you know, your cell phone is run down to 1% battery every single time. You'd be like devastated because your your phone might turn off and you wouldn't be able to run your business. Well, how come you're treating your cell phone better than yourself? (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's so true. So, so true. And everybody's going, yep, yep, that's me. Everybody listening to this (laughs) now is saying, yep, that's that's me. (laughs) So just tell us a little bit about the latest book and what difference that uh, has made to you in the way that you do your business. Yeah, so um, the the latest book I, I wrote, Nutra Glamorous, is uh, how to feel beautiful and inside and out, inside and out, and it of course is aimed at women. Um, and it was this beautiful thing that kind of came together to be both about the the coaching work that I do. I, I love what I call my bumper sticker coaching. If it's short enough to fit on a bumper sticker, you're going to remember it in an emergency. Yeah. So um, the book is full of really great bumper sticker coaching. Um, I always feel like if I can, if I do a great job with my clients, then um, they're going to go away. They're going to keep my voice in their head and they're going to be able to handle the next thing that comes up and the rest of their lives themselves. And bumper sticker coaching is a great way to do that because, yeah, because when you hear something, you know, really simple or, or really straightforward, Um, like what other people think about me is none of my business is one of my favorites. Um, That's going to really help you shift when you have something that you really love um, that happens to you. How do you get more of that? Well, bumper sticker coaching. Yes, please more and thank you. And so that allows us to really get excited about uh, drawing more of that closer to us. And that is also an instruction to the universe, God, whatever your higher power is. Hey, I'll take some, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take some more yeah. of that. And there's gratitude in it as well. So the book has a lot of bumper sticker coaching, uh, but it's really designed for a woman who is interested in, in living a wealthier life, a wealthier life in all areas. So there's a chapter called eat and there's a chapter called move and there's a chapter called breathe and it, and a chapter called give that, that teaches you, you know, more about philanthropy or choosing to give time versus money. And, and because of course time is our most valuable commodity and, uh, and we, we're at a place right now where we've got so much, you know, online trolling, there's so much imposter syndrome, there's, there's so much like less than as you look at, you know, Instagram, and everybody else is like leading their best life. And then there's you, right, that tends Mm. to be how the internet treats us. And most of that is not true. Most of that is stuff that is designed to make us buy more things. And so Nutra Glamorous, which, you know, you can buy online yeah, and yeah. you'll have more things. No, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm teasing. Nutra Glamorous is specifically about giving yourself permission to really live a life where you're beautiful on the inside and it creates more beauty on the outside, where you're wealthy on the inside and that's creating more wealth on the outside. The thing that people don't really talk about with money 
and with the idea of wealth in general is it comes from inside first. It's not just about how much money can we put into our bank account. Our bank accounts are, they're, <laughs> they're borderline imaginary because they've all turned into ones and zeros. So they really, for the most part, they only exist on paper. And we could get into a whole thing about why decentralized finance is important, why yeah. you know why a, a Bitcoin is is going to be so valuable as we you know move forward in this financial crisis. But what I want people to know is money is just energy, and so if you have good energy in another area, you can actually bring that into the energy that you have around money. And the book talks about that as well. There's a whole chapter on money also. Good. So wealth, not just in finance, listeners, but wealth in all the different aspects of how you can enrich your life as well. So I love that. Um, so where do people go to grab a copy of this or where would you like to send people to to reach out to you? Well, I think the best place to go to start is HallieMoney.com. H-A-L-L-E and then the word money, HallieMoney.com. My last name's too hard to spell. You can go to HallieEvelyn.com. That's my whole <laughs> website, but that's really yeah. complicated. So HallieMoney.com. And um, I actually have a gift for uh, my female listeners or your female listeners, the, yeah, the, yeah. And the men who love them. Um, that And that is a, a new gift that I've just created called, uh, it is my top 10 things that every woman needs to know about money. And there are a lot of surprising things on the list because it's not really a, it, it's not a top 10 list of the normal stuff. It's a top 10 list of really how to get out of your own way so that you can make more money so that you can lift off your money ceiling. And so I really encourage men to send women to that site maybe download yep. that yourself if you want and that will also put them on my mailing list and then they can get information about all the other stuff that i do and nutra glamorous is available on amazon.com on amazon.co.uk and i think that's where i tend to send people to get it perfect perfect so we know where to go uh, and we know uh, to go to uh, hallymoney.com did you say was it a dot com yes. yep perfect yep. great so that's where you need to go listeners um so if you were to give the listeners, and I know you've mentioned there about the gift, and I love a gift like that because I think uh, it will be useful to everyone, even if it creates an understanding of somebody who's going to read that so that we can actually collaborate uh, and work together. I think you, know, you said there about be, being kind to yourself and kind to other people. If we can all work more kindly together, then that would be a much better world that we live in. So if you were to give people a tip particularly the female listeners, because we have a lot of female listeners on this podcast, if you were to give them a tip or lesson to take away that can, they can do something with, uh, Hallie, what would, what would that be? Let me check in about this and see what I'm supposed to share with everybody. Hold on one second. So two things. One, love more. There's, there's an infinite capacity to love. We all have that in, infinite capacity to love. We have unconditional love for a few things in our lives. Babies, puppies, sometimes the <laughs> new car you just got. But for the most part, we're so busy trying to protect our hearts 
we, you know, oh, I started a business and it didn't work out. So I'd really love to love my business, but it might hurt me later. So let me not do that. Now that's not really fully immersing yourself in what no. could be. I really had, I've had two divorces and now I'm really in love with this other person, but uh, you know, he or she might hurt me later. So maybe I shouldn't like give my whole heart over. It's like, no, just that's no way to live. We're not living. That's like living with one foot in the grave, or it's like living with one foot in your bed where you're never bothering to wake up all the way. Correct. Wake up, go out and live, live, live. And, you know, I'm looking at your, um, I'm not sure what that is, but it says a, it's a sign. And it says, because I'm the coach, that's why. And that's. Oh, yes, that was a t-shirt. Somebody sent me some time ago. Yeah. Great. You should wear it all the time. But I also think that it's it it's true that everyone needs a coach. So get a coach, get a mentor. If you can't afford a coach or a mentor, you know, um, Simon's on YouTube, I'm on YouTube, like, you know, at least get that information, the, you know, that those little bits, because we're all here to help. We all are here to make the world a better place. Yeah. And, and it's hard to like, continue to buoy yourself up there's a lot going on you know breaking news when they say that every five minutes these days most of the time they actually mean it and that's a lot of pressure so a coach can help you kind of like let the the um, steam out of the valve so that you can really help yourself and your families and by extension the yeah. whole world and that's what we're here to do yeah Absolutely. So a great tip there. And it's interesting you were comparing the, the neighbor's gardens and your garden. I think love is the exception to that, isn't it? Because when you give a huge amount of love to one person or one thing, there is still an overabundance of love that you have to give something else or someone else as, as well. So it's, it is that, you know, the, the pot that just keeps giving. So it's a resource that never oh. runs out. So, uh, yeah, so I right. completely agree with that. So just give us the website we can go to again and the name of the, the, the two books, because you've got two books, haven't you? You've got the new one, Nutri Glamorous, and you've got another one as well. Just give us those again before we sign off. Yes, uh, Hallie, H-A-L-L-E, money, uh, M-O-N-E-Y, uh, yeah. halliemoney.com, and then um, uh, uh, Nutri Glamorous, How to Feel Beautiful Inside and Out, and then my uh, first book, Red Goddess Rising, which is my spiritual travel memoir, if anybody's interested in my going from an atheist to a deeply spiritual person in one breath. It's that yeah. story. Yeah. And it's interesting. Did you say 31 trips to Egypt? Yeah, that I've, was my 31st trip to Egypt. Yeah, yes. and I've never, I've never been to Egypt. And I probably am just a three or four hour flight away. So I've never been. So uh, it's, well, it's on my bucket list. If you want to go, I've got your back. Yeah, look forward to that. That'd be good. So, um, final question then, and this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, if you're going to have your next uh, coffee, your next drink in a dream location, where would that dream location be? And who, who is such an inspiration to you would you be sat drinking that coffee with? Wow, I love this question. Okay, my dream location for coffee is either the um, 
the piazza in the middle of Siena. And there's okay. a particular coffee shop there that is real. It's a restaurant, but their coffee is really wonderful. Or um, uh, uh, the the one of the restaurants on um, uh, uh, Plaza Mayor in Madrid. Those are my two Ooh, favorite places okay. for coffee. They're beautiful. Both yeah. of them are beautiful, and you can people watch all day long. Yeah, I love so, Madrid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, or maybe Cafe Florian in Venice, which is the oldest coffee shop in the world. So oh, I, didn't I know, know that. there's yeah, 375 years old. I've actually been to Cafe Florian a couple times. There's the it's a kind of place where they have like an orchestra out front for you to drink yeah, your coffee. Yeah, yeah. Sounds a very expensive coffee as well. Oh, I think the the water was like $17. Yes, I'm pretty <laughs> yes, sure it was like a $30 yeah. coffee, yeah, but it's yeah. really it's a once in a lifetime thing. You should definitely go. Yeah. Um, now, as to whom, this is a living person, yes? Can be, yeah, 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 can be either, but just somebody it, who's an it. inspiration. All right, so I'm going with, huh, okay, I'm going tension, with Tension is building here, listeners, isn't it? We're all sat on the edge of the seats, I'm waiting to hear. Matilda of Canosa who you've never heard of. No. She was a Tuscan warrior queen. She ruled, so I guess we're going to Cafe Florian or to Siena, I, I'm yeah. not sure. Um, but she ruled in the 1100s. Um, she w led her troops into battle and she is actually, um, and, and then she ruled Tuscany, which was one of the most powerful city-states in the world at that time. And um, she is buried at the Vatican in the same like room as the the um, as Saint Peter. So there's like this whole like it's it's wow. bizarre like and how she came to be. And the reason that I know about her is that my dear friend, um, who is uh, Kathleen McGowan, she is uh, the author of this wonderful series um, uh, about uh, uh, Mary Magdalene, um, that just really amazing. But her the second book in the series is called The Book of Love. And it tells the fictionalized story of Matilda of Canossa because Kathleen was in the Vatican and she bumped into Matilda of Canossa's crypt and was like, or her, you know, her, her little mausoleum yeah. and was like, what the, why is this woman here? with saint yeah. peter i don't understand and so she started exploring about her life right. and so the whole book is her story and that's how i learned of her and women warriors women leaders women who were great states women states people are often lost to history because history was mostly written by men so yeah. it's really beautiful when you come across somebody and i would have loved to have met her she sounds like a fascinating she must have been a fascinating person. So that's yeah. why I would be having my coffee with. Thank Perfect. you for asking. Well, well, and what a great answer, listeners, as well, wasn't it? And such a depth of an explanation of why as well. So <laughs> really appreciate that. So listeners, you, you've only got one thing to do now. You know, go and connect to Halle. Uh, get the the copy of the book, you know, Nutri-Glamorous, and go out there, connect, get the gift you know, get those 10 points, those 10 things that you need to do. And of course, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review uh, and and check out, uh, you know, your Halle, your podcast as well. You know, I'm always keen to promote other people's podcasts. So just give us a name of the podcast again. Goddess of Crypto. There you go. So that's the name of the podcast. Go and subscribe to that. 
uh, and leave us a review of this podcast. Let us know what you've learned. Let us know what you've done differently. And most importantly, let us know how you have used that tip of just having more of an abundance of love for yourself and for other people and other things that are around you as well. I think that's a, a great tip. And uh, let's let's find out those 100 ways to be in joy as well from that latest book. That'd be a great place to be. Thank you so much for being a, great, a guest. It's been an absolute delight and we've had so much fun and such a great answer to the last question. Yeah, that's exceptional. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.